Thanks for downloading this show from PC One. Before we get rolling, here's a word from one of the folks who helped bring you this podcast. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie vegetable and herb plants, four for ten dollars. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's mulch for just ten dollars. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through four seventeen. Not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on nineteen ounce pots. See store for details. U.S. only. FreshBooks is a ridiculously easy-to-use cloud accounting software for small business owners that saves you time and gets you paid faster. Now used by over 10 million people worldwide. For your 30-day free trial, go to freshbooks.com Forbes and enter under 30 in the How Did You Hear About Us section. This is Forbes Under 30 on Podcast One. And I'm your host, Steve Goldblum. On the Forbes Under 30 podcast, we talk to young innovators, disruptors, and entrepreneurs. Lights is an award-winning musician, singer, songwriter, and illustrator. Her latest album, Skin and Earth, comes out this fall. She's not on Skype. She's actually sitting right in front of me. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. uh, You're speaking to a Canadian. You're Canadian? Yeah. What? Where are you from? Nova Scotia. No. Originally from Halifax. That's awesome. And then Toronto. Well, I lived in Toronto for a while, too, originally from Northern Ontario, but everyone from the East Coast is notoriously nice. You're from Timmins. Yeah. Right? Shania. That's, is that... She's <laughs> from Timmins. Northeast part of the province. Yeah. Right? Yeah, towards, yeah, cl- I guess closer to, I don't know. I'm, really, I'm horrible. I really should know this, probably. Like, like, like 50,000 people. How many people live small. in Timmins? Small. Super small and cold. And like half Francophone. Yeah, a lot of French population up there, for sure. Okay. I'm actually doing a show there, and first time I've ever played there, next month. And uh, um, my dad's like, yeah, you should, learn, you should say something French up there. Like, yeah, <laughs> Do you speak I French? I mean, I always feel not terrible. Any more I hate than when any people other ask language. me that, too. Yeah, because I, I, I should. Yeah. We should, right? We learn I in school. Too. Yeah, I, t- I speak terribly. I, I yeah. always say just not well. But it's even, I, it, that even, even suggests that I speak some well. And, and, uh, and, uh, it's just I, I see it on cereal boxes. and <laughs> I know. That is the thing. You kind of grow up. But all the, your, my exposure to French was just turning the cereal box to the other side <laughs> that I understood. Right? It is true. And you know what's funny? Um, all that aside, this is a very Canadian thing. I can sing uh, a couple Celine Dion songs in French. But can't, really? you know, don't really know what I'm saying. It's so interesting. My neighbor was blasting Celine Dion the other night and I had to actually knock on his window no. like a lunatic to tell him to turn it down. I felt bad. Yeah, because who tells people to turn Celine Dion down? Well, it was like one in the morning. Oh, that, that's fair. But who's blasting Celine Dion at 1 a.m.? I don't know. It was an odd choice. That is like... <laughs> and as I got closer to the window, I could tell it was Celine Dion. I couldn't tell at first. That's I thought amazing. it was just like a beat going. Oh, my like, goodness. Oh, interesting. That's amazing. You, um, your real name is Valerie. Yes, original name. Okay, so you moved to Toronto. Yes. Right? And you and that was where you you tell me what happened. What? Yeah. So, uh we kind of moved around a lot growing up and then my my family all relocated. I think when I was just finishing high school out to the West Coast. And music was just starting to happen for me while I was in the tail end of high school. So, I moved to Toronto on my own. I think I was 18. And have been I was there for about eight years before I moved out west again. So um, yeah, and around the time that I moved to Toronto, I changed my first name to Lights just to make it that much more real. And it was exciting, you know, uh, going to Starbucks, giving them the name Lights, and 
seeing how many times they could mess it up. It Is that great. how it started? <laughs> the, it was just like a, a gag? Or, well, or did no, you... it, well, it was it was my name on my, MySpace was, you know, kicking at that time. Right, and right. my MySpace was kicking off. Is this off. 07? Or... Yeah, it was like, yeah, 08, 07, 08. And uh, so I decided to make it all more real because I didn't like the feeling of being somebody else, feeling like I was like a stage persona. Now, uh, as my career has progressed, I like the idea of that, kind of splitting it out, but at the time it was really important for me to keep it keep it all as one. And there was actually another band called Lights at the time, mm. and it was like, if this is my legal first name, it's not going to be any issue. And and it wasn't. You don't want to run into any of that kind of thing with band names, you know. So when you went to Toronto, you were doing songwriting at first. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I was always I was always doing my own stuff. Like I'd always been in bands growing up, and had always kind of had little side projects and a couple of different releases on pages on MySpace and stuff. But um, I got signed to Sony ATV first before anything else, and that's a publishing company. Mm-hmm. And uh, amidst writing for my own record, I wrote in some songwriting camps and wrote for some other they wrote for a tv show music it was like a musically integrated tv show called uh, instant star which was actually a role that i auditioned for the years before and never got because i'm i think i'm a really bad actor really but you yeah. you had some experience performing uh but with other bands and stuff yeah okay and then leading up to that i was always kind of saving my best songs for myself but uh which is why i probably didn't get any like massive cuts before <laughs> yeah And now for a quick break to say that small businesses are the heart of our communities. They're the places we could not live without. Whether you're looking to create a website for your business or a personal blog, you'll make a big impact when you build your site on WordPress.com. Even if you don't have experience building a website, WordPress.com can guide you through the process. They have hundreds of customized themes to get you started. You'll get built-in social sharing. And if you're on WordPress.com, you immediately have a leg up on everyone else when it comes to search engine optimization. On WordPress.com, you are a part of a community with support 24-7 when you need it. Come see why more websites run on WordPress than on any other platform. Get started today with 15% off any new plan to purchase. Go to WordPress.com slash Forbes to create your website and find the membership plan that's right for you. That's WordPress.com slash Forbes for 15% off your brand new website, WordPress.com slash Forbes. Have you, what are some of the, the, what are the differences between Canadian media, Canadian success, Canadian music, and the business here in the States? Um, you know, it's it's a smaller scale of, of what's here, basically. But I think one of the cool things about, about Canada is, is it is a smaller world of music. You kind of know everybody once you're in it. And there's a lot of support structure in place to get Canadian music played. You know, there's the CanCon laws, which enforces that 30% of all the music get, that gets played on the radio or on right. TV is Canadian. So uh, Canadian artists have a good chance of being successful within their within their own country. And that's really helpful. I mean, I got radio play in 2008, you know, before I really, it was, I had an EP out and there wasn't much going on and, and radio picked it up and it's always been really supportive there. And you've chosen to live, I mean, you live in BC. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I live in BC now. But how much time did you, did you live in the States? I've never lived in the States. You've never lived no, in the States. No, yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too. If you're a Canadian resident, you have access to grants, money, grant right. money that supports your art, you know, whether it's for a recording budget or making music videos, that kind of thing. So it's an awesome, like, brews an awesome culture for art. 
And you toured with somebody that I actually know, Rich O'Coyne. Oh, no way. Yes, yeah. he's from the West Coast. He's such a he's, creative, talented He's from the dude. West. He's from the East Coast. Or East Coast, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's totally from the East Coast. I remember yeah. him doing like performance shows, oh, performance yeah. art music when I was 19 Oh, that in is university. amazing. Yeah, and I loved his music. And I don't even think there was a way to stream his music. So I would walk around with like one of those sticks. No. With it and like plug it into a vehicle so he's I could listen a, to He's a phenomenal dude and such a talent. We've actually brought him out on tour a few times. The first time being... Uh, tour we did in the UK, and it was years ago. And he he's like he was opening for us, so I was like okay, yeah, I'm excited to meet this dude. And he shows up with like all of his stuff yeah. on a, in a backpack, and yeah. he was he had no tour manager, no sound guy, like nothing. And he was backpacking all of his gear and like taking transit to all the shows right. in another country. And I was like, this is amazing. It's such an example of like a true grassroots touring style. Like I was so blown away by it. And, yeah. and his performance was always amazing. Were you, when you were younger, uh, shy? Or what, what were you like as a kid? Uh, I was a homeschooled kid. I was homeschooled really? till high school. So I think in the grand scheme of things, I was probably pretty shy. And I only felt that when I first started going to public school. But uh, before that, I really felt like I was big fish, you know, and I was always doing creative stuff and always building and doing comics. I had a really morbid comic strip about a frog that, like, constantly would get killed at the end of the strip. <laughs> it was just this dark. And I just always had creative things happening. And I was always in plays and making music and in bands. I remember once I had a band um, that was like an 11-piece band, and all of us were like 12 years old in it. And it was just the worst. I think we were called... Uh, uh, oh my goodness! Something glow, like something yeah. really lame. Who taught you how to uh, play instruments? How how many do you play? Well, that was kind of part of the homeschooling regimen. My dad right. taught us music on Tuesdays, so Tuesday was music day, and and we always look forward to it. And he would teach us guitar and piano, and we would sit in front of the video camera, like this ancient giant video camera, and and recite music and sing and poetry and all that stuff. Do you look back fondly on the homeschooling days? Or do I you, do. You do. I do. It was like, I mean, not everybody has the same experience with homeschooling, but my mom is a total innovator, and she created all these courses for us, and everything was more fun. You know, like, uh, when we were learning about ears, for example, we got to pretend we were the eardrum, and somebody was poking us, and this is what happens <laughs> when you stab your yeah, right. eardrum. You know, it, it was just a lot more, like, hands-on and a cool learning experience. <laughs> I had my eardrum stabbed too. It was out in the hallway. It was like a. It was actually yeah, a, bully. It was a horrible episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now for a quick break to say that a curious thing happened to FreshBooks on its way to becoming the largest cloud accounting software platform for small business owners in the world. As a company, they've managed to stay small while soaring to over 10 million users strong. Or is it the other way around? Has FreshBooks' customer base soared because their company has stayed small? Named as the small giant on Forbes' list of best small companies this year, FreshBooks has been recognized for focusing on greatness over growth. By drastically simplifying tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses and getting paid online, and delivering award-winning customer service that actually picks up in under three rings. FreshBooks has changed how small business owners deal with their day-to-day paperwork. This is really only a fraction of what FreshBooks can do, and they want you to see more. To claim your 30-day free trial, no credit card required, just go to freshbooks.com Forbes and enter under 30 in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Well, when did you your your talent for illustrating 
When was that? Because we're going to get to that with yeah. Skin and Earth, yeah. what you have coming out now, which really does use a smorgasbord of your talents. <laughs> yeah. Not just, not just sing, but really illustration and storytelling yep. in, a, in a really innovative way. So w- when did you start illustrating and, and incorporating it into your music? Well, I've always done art. It's always been something that I enjoy doing, like all those comic strips at the beginning. And, of course, my passion for comics and video games and manga has always sort of integrated itself into my aesthetic and my marketing and that kind of thing. Um, Like all my original albums had that vibe in the art and I always played video games, and that content influenced the content of the songs. Uh, my first bio, which is like actually collectible now because we only printed a limited run of them, but it was a comic that I hand drew when I was younger. And I did, uh, for my first record, I did Captain Lights, which was like a little web series that's like me spun into a superhero, and there's music in the background and stuff. So it's always been part of what I do, but never to the extent that it is with Skin and Earth. And now, um, it was like a long, it's a long time coming. I've always wanted to make a comic, and I've always wanted to do a conceptual record that ties that in. And it just came down to learning how to do it. And I, you know, I came up with this little story arc at the beginning before I even wrote any songs for the record. And then every session I went into with another writer or producer, I would say, this is the part of the story we're writing about today. And it was the most amazing experience because it helped drive the creativity of that session. And there was never any lingering around what, what we were going to write about that day. Because honestly, that's one of the hardest things to decide when you decide to write a song. Okay, what's this going to be about? Right. What's the sentiment we're trying to capture here? I knew the sentiment. I knew the emotion that we were trying to convey. And it would go from there. Well, what was it? What was it that you wanted to convey? Well, there's, there's a series of things, right? Like... I knew what the general idea of the story arc was going to be, and I would pick the part of the story arc I wanted to write about that day. So this today is the part where I don't want to give too much away of the story because the first issue comes out in I July. Saw, but I saw – what did I see? I saw an the intro issue. I released the, the intro first, issue. Okay, did, right. you, did you see something? Yeah, well, that? I looked at the whole thing. Oh, amazing. Cool. It's fantastic. Yeah, and that's that, about first, the first half of the first issue. Okay. And that, that'll be out in July, but that kind of gives an overview of the world. I want to set that up for people listening. That so, Skin and Earth is a is a is a concept album and and comic book series, yeah, yeah. and you're kind of teasing it out. I, I said out that way yeah. for you. Actually, I don't, I don't, I've been in the states ten years. I say out. I don't even know. I did it for you. I, 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 our notice. eyes met, yeah. and I said out. <laughs> it just came out. Yeah, it just came. It just came, came out. It came out of me. I don't know. I, I'm still processing it, but um, you are teasing out the. Uh, in leading up to your albums, yeah. you tell me. Yeah, You're the so, one doing it. Um, this is such a unique project that we're having. There's a long lead time before the record comes out because of the, all the issues that are going to be coming out. And it's actually the first project that there's spoilers. Like in music, there's no spoilers unless you just leak something, right? Right. But there's story spoilers in this. Anyways, um, the intro issue can be found on imlights.com. You can breeze through it. You can watch a teaser of the comic and get a sense of it. There's like a little instrumental track in the background of that. And you can order now. Basically, comics get ordered two months in advance. Uh, so the first issue is July, and then the next issue is August. There's six issues, and then the, the album's going to be out in the fall. And every song is directly related to every chapter in the, ish- in the comic. So there's lyrics infused into the dialogue, and it's kind of exciting because... You know, when you know when you pick up pick up one of the issues, you're not really going to know what parts of the lyrics until you hear the song, and it, it's exciting. That's really, and I have to, uh, I have to mention you're in the studio. Usually, we do this over the phone. Oh, um, cool! So I'm we're, glad we got to be. We're right here. Yeah, we're this two feet nice. two feet yeah. away from each other, and you have 
uh, fire engine red <laughs> hair. Yes. So what? And the character in the comic book does as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. If that was all very intentional, I, it was all part of the plan leading up. I'd been planning to do my hair this color for the last year that I've been working on the comic, and. Uh, just biding my time figuring it out. How it's I'm great. It's impossible it. not to look at it. it <laughs> thank it's great. you. You know, I get lots of comments from people at airports being like, oh, thank God, I saw you on the plane, <laughs> now I know where my bags are. It's funny. Who is your fan base and how has it changed since you've kind of been in the public light? Um, it's, I've watched it evolve, actually. And um, it, when I started, it was young girls, you know, 13 young teens. And now it's uh, almost 50-50 guys, 50-50 girls, age sort of 18 to 30. And it really, uh, it's really fun to watch because that's, that's my growth. Right. We're growing together, and anyone that's been there from the beginning has been growing up with me. And any new people, it's just they're coming in at the stage that I'm at. And I think there's something really special about that. I don't feel like I'm offbeat from my fan base or vice versa. And just breaking for a second to say the Forbes Under 30 podcast is brought to you by WordPress.com. WordPress powers 27% of all websites, including the Forbes Under 30 blog. Get 15% off your new website today at WordPress.com slash Forbes. That's WordPress.com slash Forbes. There's a quote that you said here, um, and I'm just going to read it back to you, and then you okay. unpack it for me. But my, <laughs> my whole life has led up to a project like this. It's, complete, it's a complete convergence of everything I love. Music, comics, post-apocalyptic romance, <laughs> crystals, wine, and powerful ladies, all pretty much uh, per- perfectly intertwined. So post-apocalyptic uh, yeah. romance. What, what do you mean by that? <laughs> um, well, basically, I'll, I'll unpack that back to another quote that has always inspired me. It's um, make what you like. Draw what you like. To the things you like, and I'm interested in all of those things. Uh, I love drawing women. I have always been good at drawing women. It's the only thing that I've ever really been good at drawing. Right. Um, there's some guys. I in would the- agree with that, having just looked at your <laughs> your comic. Book. Yeah, there's girls in it, and I love drawing girls. And there's actually, you know, anytime there's a guy in a comic, I actually, you know, I, I take photos of myself for pose references and and body movement references. I would have to take photos of myself to draw the guy. And then turn myself into a guy. Basically. Oh, interesting. Okay. But um, I'm definitely better at drawing guys, and all my or women, and all my guys kind of end up looking a bit feminine. But um, that works in manga culture anyway. So not not that it's a manga, but very feminine looking women in manga, and I love manga. So there's little references to manga in this. But all that aside, love drawing women, love crystals, love wine, mm-hmm. love post apocalyptic stuff. Whether it's video games, comics, movies, it's like a fascination of mine. I'm actually like a bit of a doomsday prepper. Okay. I have, like, a bug-out plan and, like, a survival really? kit at home. It's just a, fa- a passion of mine. I'm interested in it. Are you watching The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu? I heard that's good. I, I just watched it. it. Is it good? I just watched the pilot. Yeah. yeah. Is, I mean, is it's it apocalyptic? It's, it, it'll, it's difficult. It's challenging. Huh. It's very good. I'm, very I'm good, going to watch it. You yeah. know what? The, I'll, you should, I mean, I think you would really enjoy it. I'll be real with you. We live I, in the enjoy bush. Enjoy is the wrong word. <laughs> It's smart. It. Yeah, I like that. Would, yeah. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll be real. We live in the bush, and we're, we're getting internet next week. Okay, good. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> I watched, I watched it with my girlfriend, and she said she she was like, I was like, I think that's really good, right? You know, after yeah. watch, you know, when you say yeah. that, you're like, I, I, you I didn't, think that's a good I didn't thing. have fun, yeah. but I was like, I think it's really good. Wow. She goes, it makes you feel. Yeah, well, that's and she's, good. I was like, you know, she's yeah. so smart. So what no, are you some do? of my favorite movies are like that. The I listened to Warrior. Oh yeah, did you hear that one? Oh, amazing. We, when, when you, you swear, play? right when you swear, yeah, 
that's you're sort of I don't know where you wherever you are listening you kind of want to stand up and salute I don't know what the, what the, what the plan was there but what, I love that. it's so relevant right now especially yeah. this year with 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 the women's marches and the political climate being yeah. what it is mm-hmm. so tell me about you know the origin of that so that and that that is a Steve James track that I featured on and and it was originally a song for my record that was being written from the perspective of this comic. And the the comic is largely about female empowerment and uh, a female lead. I just love seeing female leads. And it just so happened to be something that really made sense. Um, and when I was working on the song, I was we were really in, uh, uh, in the zone creating that song. It was like, this is about the trajectory of s- sort of... Um, zeroing in on the intention of strength and power and wisdom uh, without the the violence aspect. Because people always uh, associate a warrior with violence. Right. But I think that there's so much more to that word than that. And it comes in so many ways. And I see it, you see it online, you see young women standing up for things uh, in a way that they never have before. They've never been empowered enough to be able to speak their minds like they are now. And to me, those are all warriors. Those are all people fighting for the things that they believe in and standing up and speaking their minds. And, and that's such an empowering thing for the coming generations. And um, when when the, the moment came up in that pre-course um, where we, we call it the perfectly timed F-strike, um, it's it was a conscious decision because I'd, I'd never really sworn yeah. in music before. And what did you do in your real life? I, I swore because I like you a swear all the time. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, I was like, this means this is saying what I mean, and and it just kind of we have to we just have to do it. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. Have you heard all of the above with Norman Lear? So far, Norman's had conversations with Amy Poehler, Gerard Carmichael, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Charles Barkley, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, Stephen Tobolowsky, Martin Sheen, and last week it was Kevin Bacon. When they say action, I, I don't want to feel like it's it's Kevin. I want to feel like it's, you know, in this case, Dick. And don't forget to check out this week's episode with America Ferrara. When I speak out and speak politically, I don't think of myself as speaking as an artist. I think of myself as speaking as a person, as a citizen, as a woman. All of the above with Norman Lear. New episodes every Monday on the podcast. Podcast One app, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. Upside, the smart new way to travel is Upside.com. You save money and get a free Amazon gift card every trip you buy. Use the code Forbes and you're guaranteed at least a $200 gift card your first time using Upside. Save big on travel and get a big gift card, Upside.com. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. Swearing is weird like that. Like I, I would is. find it hard to swear right now. I don't. I, I don't. Swear. <laughs> I don't like swear. It's but, is, but it, the you, second yeah. I know there's like a yeah. recording of it, oh, I'm totally. more. You're, yeah. You realize it is actually harder to say certain things. Yeah, and and some people are you know have a lot more sensitivity about it than others, yeah. and I think it depends on kind of where you're raised. Um, it's funny. Maybe that's a Canadian thing. And maybe it is a Canadian thing. I mean, it's it's still one of those things that it, I've never really understood why it's such a faux pas. But if people pick words like I grew up in the Philippines, and saying stupid 
is a really mean right. and really horrible thing to say there. Like, it, it just depends on where people frame up as something pretty brutal, you know. When you, um, you know, when you think about, I mean, you're in the under, this is the under 30 podcast. Yeah. And, I mean, and you've been in the business now 10 yeah. years, right? Yeah. How has it changed since you started? And what have you noticed about people's expectations of you? And has that changed? Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is is the fact that expectations don't necessarily change. And that's the challenging part. Um, mm. Meaning people kind of still want the same record right. that you did at the beginning. And you have to find a way to change people's expectations of you. Uh, in the years that I've been in the industry, obviously, I came in right at the cusp of, like, social media. Yeah. And and MySpace and Twitter and all that stuff was just coming up. And now, obviously, it's the number one way to get your music out there, really. I came in before all the streaming services. And then that, obviously, took a big bite out of the industry and, and had to evolve how things get presented. But the, the good thing is, is that I've always loved that aspect of it and always loved, you know, online gaming and the whole online world. And I'm, right. I'm open, you I'm, adopted I have it open easily. arms yeah, about it. I don't think I'm stuck in an old way at all. I'm happy to move with the time. You're not like Metallica. They're frustrated. You know, mm. they're from another generation and there's a lot of bands that are like that. But um, yeah, I, I like to I like to move with the times and I think that's important. I think the fans definitely are moving with the times. But that said, their expectations are still, we love, you know, they think they know what Lights is. And that was kind of the reason I did Skin and Earth because I created this alternate version of me, this character. Mm -hmm. um, and through her, I was able to say things I would never normally talk about in songs, like sex, right. right? People don't expect me to talk about that in my songs. But sex is great, mm -hmm. and it's a thing that people do. So why what? can't we? Why? Yeah. Yeah, have you heard of it? <laughs> Excuse um, me? <laughs> sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, through this character, which is ultimately me in another dimension or another yeah. plane, um, I'm able to talk about things that maybe my fans wouldn't expect to hear from me and wouldn't it wouldn't be so jarring because there is this persona to hide behind or to let me express myself in a different way. You're, so. you're, you're part Lara Croft, part Wonder Woman. Oh, hey, I've always felt like that. <laughs> I've always felt like that. <laughs> That's really funny. When you... Um, launch like can you just when i say expectations i guess i mean your people expect you to now be really out there on social media yeah and on all these different platforms so i it's interesting that you bring that point up of how their expectations of you and like your persona could change yeah but do you find it taxing at all that you have to be you know it doesn't really look like you do because we're here promoting <laughs> like this comic books that's teasing out the album but is it does it ever I, get tiring? Yeah, I mean, I you find boundaries, and and you find you're like, like Snapchat, for example. I tried it for a while, and yeah. that's just a lot of content to deliver that really doesn't archive anywhere. And and to me, I mean, that might be an old school part of me, left over. But it's just that seems like a lot of work to me. But it's just not something that comes naturally to me to do. But I love. Uh, I'm open about my life, and my my husband is too. Mm -hmm. He's always posting. In fact, he posts a ton more than I do. So. And you're, you have a child. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know that is also one of the the areas in which you have to set yourself some boundaries too. You know, if someone's in public and asks you for a photo, and they want her in it, it's like no, she's not. She's not going to be in it. Sorry, but, you know. Yeah. You and, just have to set back because once you have a kid, and I remember uh, we created all these um, social media accounts with her name because obviously fans will take those accounts and make parody accounts or whatever if there's a name that they know. So we took those before 
before we announced her name. And then I started posting when she was first born, and, and it just didn't feel right after a while. So you just you set boundaries for what you're comfortable putting out there and, and uh, what you want people to know about you. And now for a quick break to make sure you know that this podcast is brought to you by Braintree. Having an up-to-date payment system is one of those things like a rattle in your engine that you might let slide to the bottom of the to-do list. Everything's working now, so you'll get to it when you get to it, but that's not necessarily a practical strategy, not in the long term. Leave it too long, and you could be stranded on the side of the highway. And when we're talking about getting paid, you don't want to get stranded. It might not be a bad time to check with Braintree and keep your business humming. Braintree, rethink payments. Find out more at braintreepayments.com slash Forbes. It's interesting as like as music becomes more fragmented and there's zero context for anything that's published on the yeah, internet, really. Totally. You've said that you really now there's never been a more important time to listen to the whole album. Totally. Well, that's the whole point of this, right? I mean, people want to listen to the single or whatever has a video or what's getting put on the radio, and that's kind of all they're interested in because albums are just being pumped out, mm-hmm. put on streaming sites. And I think that's awesome. Like, I, I see it with somebody like Drake who makes it work and owns it every single time, and that's really exciting to see. He's using that to the max. But for me, I mean, I can't pump out records that quickly. So what 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 way can you make people be interested in the rest of the record more so than just the singles if you're not going to be putting a record out every year? Well, we, we have to find ways to make people interested. We, we can't just get mad that they don't care, you know? So, you know, I think artists increasingly are finding ways to mix media and create crossover into different genres of entertainment to get people motivated to care about a record. In terms of the business, how has it changed the way that you launch a song or the the way that you launch a single or the way that you launch an album? Where do you go? Where are all the different places that you go first? What is the strategy meeting? It's kind of like... There's like six strategists behind us right now, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure everybody knows a little bit more than I do. And I have an amazing team around yeah, me that... I'm going to get a helps, dossier but... soon. It's, yeah. But, uh, um, I mean, one of the things is uh, narrowing down the amount of places that the song exists on a site like YouTube. You know, previously people would put out just the audio, and then you put out a lyric video, and then you put out a music video. But now I think people are more inclined to be like, we're putting the song and the music videos with it so that all the plays go there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one way of capitalizing on on that kind of a site where you, if there's one place to find the song. And then, of course, it gets seeded out to streaming services and, and the playlist. That's like a really big thing people care about now. You get on the right playlist and people are going to you're going to be exposed to people that wouldn't have heard you otherwise, whereas right. that was primarily what radio did before. And uh, radio is its own animal, and it's challenging to get played on the radio as it is. Do you have to make a decision, like, I'm going to be with Apple Music or I'm going to be with Spotify? If if you have, like, exclusive releases, you do those kind of things. If they incentivize you to premiere exclusively through Apple Music, then you you wouldn't just do it, Mm -hmm. you know, to cut off everybody else, you know? You'd want them to, like, put you on the front page if you do that or something. And is it in your interest to be at all those places, like, easily accessible? Yeah, you want as many people to get to your music as, as possible, as far as I'm concerned. I want to ask you another question, shifting gears. Yeah. And this because I looked at your – I was completely surprised by this. On your Wikipedia page, it says that you were represented by Jean Gomeshi. Yes. Who, of course, I know really well as a yeah. Canadian just because – and I, I just mentioned my producer. She's like, most Americans don't even yeah. know the story. You yeah, know. it was a pretty big story in Canada. Yeah. What was your relationship – like with him, the Jean Gomeshi, who was like the biggest radio host in yeah. Canada and, and was kind of brought down yeah. by sexual harassment. Yeah, and he was my manager for 10 years, and I never saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah, it, he was great manager for those years, and 
I didn't even realize he was a manager. I think I saw that once he as a footnote a in an article. Yeah, okay, yeah, because he, he was a former musician. Yeah, former musician. You know, he uh, understood the music industry a lot, and he was. I mean, his show was great. Yeah, and it had you know, so, very interviews. Number one, number yeah. one Canadian. Yeah, really he stuff. was like the Terry Gross. Yeah, of, he, of Canada. Yeah, he, he definitely taught me a lot in those years, and I. You know, whatever happened, I didn't. You didn't see it coming. I didn't see any of that coming. Yeah. Okay. You it think he'll come back? Because he, we should just say he was been actually he's found not guilty, but yes. he's kind of been shamed completely yeah. by the press and yeah. everything. And... Yes. I don't know. It's hard to say. Okay. It's really hard to say if people are forgiving or if people are ready for something like that. You know, it's an interesting time. Okay. So uh, I guess we'll all see. All right. Why did you choose uh, BC? My family was all out there, and it's so beautiful and i think you know yeah. in toronto i mean i lived in toronto for eight years and uh we lived on a busy street and i found out i was having a baby <laughs> and i'm like i don't know if this is where <laughs> i want to raise my kid you know and we're breaking for a minute to tell you i found the best way for you to buy travel it's upside.com here's why i really like them and why everyone i tell feels the same way at upside you save money on travel and you get a free amazon gift card worth 100 dollars even $300 every time. You get savings and a big gift card free. Here's how they do it. Upside bundles your flights and hotel together for one low price. Bundling saves a ton of money, especially on business travel, so they give you an Amazon gift card. Your company saves money, and you still keep all your miles. And right now, when you use the code Forbes, you're guaranteed a free $200 Amazon gift card your first time. The code Forbes gets you a guaranteed $200 Amazon gift card. How can you not do it? Upside. Save big on travel and get a big gift card every time. Upside.com. That's Upside.com. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. Is there anything that you're not doing that you would like to be doing? You know, that's a funny question that you always have to ask yourself all through your career. And that's why I'm doing this comic. It's literally something I've always wanted to do, and I wasn't doing it. And you just have to make yourself do it, do all the things you have to learn. Um, The other thing that I would love to get involved in is an app. Uh, I have some ideas for apps that I would just love to to get started and i actually bought like app making for dummies and programming but it was really complicated i took even computer programming online while i was on tour just to try to understand it because i'm like i gotta do it all what but, is the app what, 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 what i you... can't tell you it's oh a come secret. on you can tell me <laughs> well it, it has to do with um uh, something that i would love for my daughter to use involving music how old um, is your daughter she's three She's three. That's so in terrifying. those early years, oh you know, I know. <laughs> okay, uh, and is she all? Right? I'm, I'm assuming she's up once you get the Wi-Fi up and running at the at the place. She's, oh, she's well. She's, we go to Starbucks right now to get yeah. Wi-Fi. How are her so media literacy skills? I go, I go there. Yeah, they're decent. Yeah. Uh, I go there to get all, get all these new apps for her, and I'm I'm like way up on the kids app game, and I I, uh, I study it all the time and see what's out there in terms of getting young women interested in in music production, and. Uh, there's not much. Who are There's some, really not much. Who are people that you admire now that you're listening to and working with or that you'd like to work with that you haven't yet? One of the, one of the bands that I've really come to love over the years is X Ambassadors. Mm. We took them out on tour, uh, a couple tours, um, before they obviously blew up. And I learned so much from them. Their live performance and the soulful singing and the energy of the music. Uh, I love that band and they've come such a long way and they deserve all of it you know um that and there's another band called purity ring uh sort of electronic canadian band yeah um, and i got a chance to work with corin who does all the production mm-hmm. in the band 
on this record, so the song with him and I, and it was just awesome to work with him because his technique is totally different than what I would have expected, and it really opens your mind to the fact that you never know how people create music. Everyone does it differently now. There's not one way to do things, and uh, I think that that's something that people should understand. You know, even getting into the comic art, you know, in my studying of in my YouTube university experience yeah. of learning how to make comics, everyone does it differently. You got to do what works for you, um, as long as you're out there doing the thing you love. And as you, as far as keeping a team around you is concerned, uh, have you kept the same team like since you've been active for ten years? Yeah, I mean, aside from my manager, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, aside from <laughs> Mr. Gomeshi, yeah, yeah, right, right, but, right. But uh, yeah, you're better I, off without him. I, I've my band has been the same for ten, almost ten years now. Uh, Ashley, she's sitting in the other room right now. Um, she's been we started working together when we were nineteen. The reality is, as this project expands and my connection with my label grows the team does get bigger and I have come to love so many more people than the core team that's been there from the beginning. But, um, you know, there, there's the few people that have stuck with me from the beginning and that goes a long way. Anything about the business that annoys you? You know what annoys the heck out of me is the, the importance of first week sales. Mm -hmm. That's always something that's like, everything kind of leads up to this week and, And and it determines whether people care about your record or not you know, in the big scope of things. And I, I mean, I think that that is something that's growing less and less important over the years, but it is, it's always something that's just so the antithesis of an, what an artist really wants, you know? How so do you, how do you business. escape that pressure? Does it just, fo- like, do you follow it the next, are you the first to I look at all the numbers? I don't really look at numbers and, um, you know, there's some people in my life who say, oh, you should know every number. And I'm just like, I'm not that kind of person, you know? It, I think it's kind of, counterintuitive to creativity to focus too much on numbers but some people like to balance both worlds well it's nice to think of your work as evergreen too you like to think that yeah right you try to make something you're always going to like because you're going to be playing these songs forever we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back this podcast is brought to you by braintree if you think that your payment system exists solely for the purpose of transferring money from a customer's wallet to yours think again braintree rethink payments learn more at braintreepayments.com slash forbes it's, it was the listening in 2009, yep. right? Siberia 2011, mm-hmm. and Little Machines in 2014. Yeah. And now? Skin and Earth 2017. Skin and Earth 2017. If yeah. you had to just kind of define any trajectory or changes that you've made from the listening up until now, how would you, how would you tell that story? Oh, um, I don't know. Honestly, like, there's I, – I think my voice has uh, – the biggest – evolution I've seen since the listening is my vocal abilities and I think I blame myself for that purely because I mean I grew up listening to Celine Dion and like yeah. Barbara Streisand and Whitney Houston and listening to these girls and like learning how to sing like a diva and I was in Broadway productions and had this other voice and when I started doing music and I think this probably goes back to uh, the sparseness of, of women in music production um, I felt like I had to pull my voice back and sing small and fragile so that people wouldn't think I was just a singer. So people would know I did more. Because I've always written my music and I've always had a hand in production, especially at the beginning. Um, and over the years, as I felt less of a need to prove myself in those areas, I've let my vocals grow and become something more. And so with this new record that's going to be out, there's like a lot more soul in the vocal, a lot more range, and a lot more energy just put into showing that I can sing, whereas previously it was all about showing that I didn't really sing. 
you know, if that makes sense. That makes sense. And it's, well, you you obviously are uh, an extraordinary talent when you think of all the I can do a few the, things, but I'm not like mastered anything. <laughs> not a master anything, but still, I, uh, I I'm excited to look at Skin and Earth and to follow the story. I'll make sure you get a copy. Please, yes, yeah. I'd love to send you one. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks and good, for sitting down. Yeah, good luck with everything. Good luck with you too, man. Okay. Thank you. Bye. That's it for this episode of Forbes Under 30. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to reach out to us with a comment or question, please do so at under30, that's the number 30, at podcastone.com. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. At the border, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.